0: TII item 332, December 20th, 2014. 2014 was a good year for iOS.
1: Welcome to Today in iPhone. Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone. Hey, golly!
2: Oh yeah!
3: My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who
0: I am. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by harrys.com, where you can use promo code TII to save $5 off your first order. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Jeff for sending in the music here in the background. Jeff wrote, Hi, Rob. I made this song called Kaleidoscope with my iPhone 4S using the GarageBand app. For free downloads and more music, follow me at JeffJ6 on Twitter. Guard Jeff J." Well, thanks, Jeff, for the music. And, folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode. Also, want to thank Zachary for sending in the artwork for today's show. Zachary wrote Hi, Rob. I took a picture of the Christmas tree in Portland with my iPhone 5C, and I edited it with the app After Photo to add in the TII text. Regards, Zachary S. Well, Zachary, thanks again for sending in this artwork. And, folks, you can see Zachary's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 332 or if you subscribe via iTunes on your computer as the album artwork and also as a standalone post in the VIP section and at facebook.com slash Today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, call it blasphemy. But Apple's next-generation smartphone could be the first iPhone model to debut without the usual lines of buyers outside stores on launch day. Patrick Seitz, Investor.com, 25th July 2013. Well, Patrick, I will not call your comments blasphemy. What I will call them with is something starting with a B and having an S in it as well. Just saying. On episode 330, I did offer up a chance to win the Krusta case, for the iPhone Six Plus, thanks to all that entered, and the winner was David D from Springfield, Missouri, which is just around the corner from Overland Park. Congrats, David, and thanks to all that entered. I hope to do more of those giveaways in 2015. For promo codes on Episode 331, we offered up chances to win promo codes for a couple of apps, Camtinerary and Office to Go, and we'll be giving those out before Christmas. For more info on these apps, go back and listen to the beginning of Episode 331. This week, we have promo codes for the app Pango Zoo. Two words. Here is the review from the dev.
2: Hello, my name is Julia Akita and I'm the co founder of Studio Pongo. We make interactive games for young children for three years old and above. Our new app is called Pongo Zoo. Pongo Zoo offers fascinating and interactive zoo animal film adventures. In a perfectly written and animated application, Pongo, piggy, rabbit, fox, and squirrel have to help zoo animals solve their problems. Every adventure is an array of intuitive and simple narrative sequences. Contrary to our previous games, there are no more text or instructions. Here, interactivity supports the story, and the game instructions invent themselves as the narration goes.
0: Well, thanks to the dev for their review of their app, Pongo Zoo. And for sending in the promo codes giveaway, folks, if you'd like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put zoo in the subject line. A quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com and please include a 60 second or less audio review of your app or iBook, indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please make sure to let me know when they expire. I have this next article sent in to me from Mark H., who set the bar really, really low per how bad this article was. And you know what? I was still amazed at how bad it was. This article is titled, Apple May Have Picked on the Wrong People, and is in USA Today, and is about Apple Pay. I don't want to say that the author is a complete idiot, because there is a chance Mr. Matt Krantz was actually paid off by someone. I mean, to me, that makes a lot more sense than him being a complete idiot writing for USA Today. But either way, the article is so wrong in so many ways. It has to be in my top two or three worst articles for 2014. This is a gem from the article. Quote, Banks and retailers in 2015 will likely work together to create digital payment solutions offering benefits to consumers and allowing banks and retailers to avoid having to pay onerous tolls to Apple, unquote. Huh? What onerous tolls? The retailers and the consumers pay nothing more. It's all a cut from the credit card company's slice that Apple is getting. Dude, do your homework. The article also said, quote, Apple is looking at Apple Pay as a way to push more of its pricey hardware, but electronic payments must reward consumers to catch on, unquote. No, for mobile payments to catch on, they need to be quick, convenient, and widely available. Which Apple Pay is on the first two parts and getting there on the widely available part. The article also never mentions anything about security, which with the Target hack and the Home Depot hack, I think a lot of people, in this country at least, are well aware of the issue of security. And many of themselves, many of them, myself included, were also affected by those issues. As in having to get new credit cards and then having to go and change those credit card numbers everywhere. A real pain in the, well, you know where. Again, something this article completely ignored. Actually, the most recent NBC Wall Street Journal poll found that a staggering 45% of Americans had received a letter from a retailer or credit card company saying their payment info had been leaked. Yikes. Yeah, can see why that part was left out of the article. Not. Again, I'm not willing to write this off as Mr. Krantz just being an idiot when it just seems more likely he took a nice payment to write this trash of an article. And, well, some extra cash was thrown the way of the editor at USA Today as well, because, to me, that makes a lot more sense than there being two idiots involved. Just saying. Thanks, Mark, for the heads up on this, quote, article, unquote. A little more proof of how wrong that USA Today article was comes via a real paper called The New York Times. Their post was titled, Dozens More Companies Sign Up for Apple Pay and it reports how Apple is saying it has, you guessed it, signed up dozens more banks, retail stores, and startups to adapt Apple Pay. Here's one of the more important parts of the article. Apple now says it supports the credit cards that represent about 90% of credit card purchase volume in the U.S. Seems they are doing a good job on the credit card side. Staples now accepts Apple Pay at 1,400 stores. Grocery chains Win dixie and Albertson also accept Apple Pay now. And you can expect more and more chains to be announcing support throughout 2015. Yep, Apple may have picked on the wrong people indeed. There are some reports that iOS 8.1.2 also fixed some issues with Bluetooth for iOS devices. There was one article in Forbes where the writer was having issues before 8.1.2 Then those problems went away with 8.1.2 update. Note, Apple said there were bug fixes along with fixes for ringtones. They never broke out what those bug fixes were. But for the author and others, Bluetooth fixes seem to be one of the bug fixes in 8.1.2. To the email bag: Hi Rob, my wife is having a problem with her iPhone 6.0 doesn't stay on the Wi-Fi network. If you go to settings, Wi-Fi, it shows that it is connected. But in the top bar next to T-Mobile, it says LTE, not the Wi-Fi icon. This has caused her to go over her 2.5 gigabyte uh, data cap in 13 days and into the monthly cycle. And now she is throttled down. She is at 8.1.1. And I have reset her network settings. Any help would be appreciated. Regards, Andy. It just so happens that the same thing happened to my wife for her iPad mini retina. It also kept using cellular even though it was supposed to be connected via Wi-Fi. It looks that by updating her iPad to iOS 8.1.2, that fixed the issue for my wife. To start, I would say update to 8.1.2 and see if that fixes your issue as well, Andy. Of course, my wife was also having the issue where her iPad mini Retina, um, that the Bluetooth, when it Bluetooth was turned on, Wi-Fi was not working right as well. And that seems to have been fixed uh, with 8.1.2. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. I was wondering if you or your listeners have experienced any issues with their music on their device after updating to the latest version of iOS. I currently have a 5S with iOS 8.1.2 and have noticed in particular after updating that all my music compilations that I personally compiled are askew. The songs are either not on the compilations that I made and are just under the name of the original albums they were called from or the albums are fragmented or just not there. The weird thing is they play fine on iTunes but something gets lost. In the sync process, I tried editing the track under Get Info and even checked the black box that says Part of a Compilation. But nothing works. This happened less frequently before iOS 8 for some reason. Any suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Happy Holidays, Rick in East Haven, Connecticut. Sorry, Rick, to hear of your issues. If anyone else has seen this issue, let us know. And definitely let us know if you found a fix to it. Shoot us an email, today in iOS at gmail.com, or give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. And I want to thank Harry's for sponsoring this episode. If you go to harrys.com, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use the promo code T-I-I, you will save $5 on your first order. Let's face it, guys. One of the worst parts about shaving is having to track down that person to unlock the display case so you can get your razors. The other worst part is the price you pay for said razors when you get to the checkout counter. Harry's helps on both of those fronts. No need to go to the store. You just order it online and get the razors delivered right to your door with free shipping. The starter kit, the Truman set, is amazing. For $15, you get a razor, foaming shave gel, and three razor blades. All in a great package that screams, "Give me, gift me. Are you listening, ladies? Well, actually, my wife was listening, and it is what I did get for my birthday. They might be a sponsor, but I am 100% a customer of theirs, and it is the only blades I have used since July. The blades are high-quality German blades from a 93-year-old factory that Harry's liked so much, they purchased the factory outright. And the new foaming shave gel is great. The ingredients include licorice root extract, a blend of cucumber and aloe. After initially using it, my wife was asking what smelled so good. It really is nice to shave with something that's not made from industrial chemicals and gets my wife telling me I smell good to boot. If you look at my picture in the banner for Harry's over at Today and iOS website, the TII website, you will see me wearing my Warby Parker glasses on my Harry's shaven head. And it just so happens that Jeff, the co-founder of Harry's, also co-founded Warby Parker. That means you know you are getting the same great quality experience as you get with Warby Parker. And they have a good social mission where 1% of sales and at least 1% of their time is donated to organizations to help prep people for personal and professional success. With harrys.com, you get a shave that feels really good from a company you can feel really good about. Once again, go to harrys.com right now and save $5 off when you enter the code TII with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com and enter the coupon code TII at checkout to save $5 on your first purchase and start shaving better today. Or at least as soon as your new shave kit arrives at your doorstep.
4: Uh, I wish you said your number a little slower so I could get it and I'm just testing right now to make sure I got it. Thank
0: you. Yep, you got it. Remember the number is 206-666-6364. Or simply, 206 Moondog. Back to the email bag. Happy Holidays, Rob. On the last episode, someone called in asking about the slideshow video for Instagram. He wanted to create a video of his top posts from the year. Well, I just received an email from Iconosquare, formerly Statigram, and they are offering that service again this year. He can probably find it on the Iconosquare website. Hope that helps. Regards, Rachel R., Hi, Rob. I did a search around and found these apps to help the person that was asking about the Instagram video, PickFlow, and Everlapse. Regards, Martin L. Thank you, Martin and Rachel. Back to you, my bag. Hi, Rob. I just noticed iPhoto was no longer available on the App Store for iOS. Am I noticing this late, or has that been the case for a while? Regards, Mike in San Jose. Well, Mike, it has been that way since iOS 8 launched, iPhoto features are now rolled into the photo app in iOS 8. The standalone iPhoto app is no more in iOS 8. Hey Rob, is there a way to get Siri to find a contact? If I ask Siri to find someone, she displays maps and directions, or she wants to call them. But often, I simply want their address or phone numbers sometimes to give to someone else. More often, I want the contact because I'm going to dial them with my VoIP client on my computer or my wired phone at work or home. I have cheap T-Mobile plan that only gives me 100 minutes, so though I like having all my contacts handy in my iPhone, I usually make the actual calls on a wired device. Regards, Debbie A. Hi, Debbie. You can simply ask Siri, quote, show contact info for Johnny Appleseed, unquote. And that is all you need to do, and the info will show up on your lock screen that you're looking for. Regards, Rob.
5: Hi Rob, as per the caller in episode 331 asking about the O2 network in the UK, I have observed that O2 can be quite patchy in places. I live in a suburb in the West Midlands and I find that 3G connectivity is very poor. However, ever since I swapped over the 4G, it's slightly better. I find that indoors my reception is really bad, but outdoors it tends to be a bit better as well. I do not believe it's down to the iPhone as usually away from home I get very good reception. So I believe it's down to O2 really. And even though the caller has been told by O2 that it's down to the iPhone, I do not believe this to be true. Anyway, this is my 2 pens worth. Thanks for the show. Keep up the good work. Tosin from Hockley Heath, UK.
0: Tosin, thanks
5: for that feedback.
0: We are now over 1,800 members in our Google Plus community and growing. Thanks everyone that has joined, and thanks for the great posts. One new post in the Google Plus community that went up since the last episode came out and has had lots of comments was from Bruce Patterson, whom asked, quote, I would like anybody's thoughts on a good app for recipes. I have some Scottish recipes written on cards passed down to me from my great-grandmother. I would like to enter them into an app I have searched around but can't find any good ones, Unquote. Some of the answers were, were the recommendation for the app Any List. And that was from Shannon Holden and Bob Berbiak. Next was the app Paprika that was recommended by Scott Adams, Bob Cora, and Jim H., and also the app My Recipe Book and that was recommended by Barry Smitherman, Paul Martin Nago, and then from Bob Berbiak, who actually then pulled his recommendation from Anylist. So looks like it was this. My Recipe Book, first recommendation, or the best, or the highest recommendation. Paprika, second most. Anylist, third. So at least those were the top three recommended if you are looking for a recipe app. If you have a favorite recipe app, please let us know, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. And since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens of other new posts in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android Boys free zone and Spammer free zone. That's spamish. Spam-ish. In the description, not Spanish free zone. So it was spammish free zone. For some reason, people were thinking it was Spanish free zone. No, Spamish free zone, which I've now changed to no spam. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to today and ios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 1,800 plus of you already in the community and contributing. Thanks to Michael for the heads up on this next one. And that is, there was a little email sent out from Apple this past week to developers, quote, dear developer, as we announced in October, beginning February 1st, 2015, new iOS apps submitted to the App Store must include 64-bit support and be built with the iOS 8 SDK. Beginning June 1st, 2015, app updates will also need to follow the same requirements. To enable 64-bit in your project, we recommend using the default Xcode build setting of standard architectures, to build a single binary from both 32-bit and 64-bit code. If you have any questions, visit the Apple Developer Forums. Best regards, Apple Developer Technical Support, unquote. And well, that about sums it up. If you have an iOS app in the App Store, you need to get it updated to a 64-bit support version ASAP because come June 1st, if you need to make any type of update to said app, it needs to include the 64-bit support. Don't wait to the last minute. Get it done now. If you don't get it done early, you know something will come up on June second, and you will be SOL until you get it converted. You have been warned. It looks like iOS 8.1.3 is being tested at Apple, and is starting to show up on some server logs on December eighth, at least, and on, and it's been picking up volume in the past week. That said, it is doubtful. Highly, highly doubtful. We will see 8.1.3 anytime before the first week of January. What will 8.1.3 bring? That is unknown. But a likely, quote, feature, unquote, of 8.1.3 will most likely be a break to all the jailbreaks. So if you are wanting to jailbreak, do it soon, or at least hold off updating to 8.1.3 if it does come out before the next episode. Thanks to Chris in London for the heads up on this next one. And it is nice to see that the rumor mill does not take any time off for the holidays. And the latest rumor is that Sammy has one back production of the next gen processor for the iPhone. Or I should say the next iPhone. This would be for the A9 processor as it's most likely going to be called. According to Economic Times of Korea, SAMI will be building the A9 in Austin, Texas, using their 14 nanometer process. SAMI had lost the A8 production to Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, affectionately known as TSMC, and their 20 nanometer processing. So the 14 nanometer process should lead to lower power consumption in theory. Production of the A9 has already begun, says the report which, if true, might back up some other rumors, speculation that a 12-plus-inch iPad Maxi would be coming out in the spring and sporting a A9 processor. Likely an A9X processor, that is. I am sure we'll see more rumors about the A9 in the months to come.
6: Hey Rob, this is Steve from Graham, returning the call back. And yes, when you were playing back my voicemail on your show today, I apologize, I don't know the show number because I'm still driving, but yes, my voice through your podcast, through my Bluetooth in my vehicle, caused my phone to react and energize with Siri commands, <laughs> as well as the very next caller that you quoted or uh, the message you got from a another listener right after my voicemail, so... Anyway, the loop continues. Keep up the good work. Thanks, bye.
0: From the email bag, Hi Rob, you are a mean man, LOL. You love making users' phones go into Siri mode, don't you? Last week you said it once, then this week you played the caller's message that told you about it, and then you proceeded to say it over and over. LOL is all I can say. As always, great podcast. Best on the iPhone, and you have made it my priority to my priority list. So it bumps to the top of my playlist when it's released. Regards, Dan. There, Dan. I ed- redacted all the mentions of that command that causes Siri to come on. So there. Nobody's getting that this week. Hi, Rob. I was listening to your show when I heard the review of the Life Proof case. I went through several on my iPhone 5. The type of work I do if I keep my phone on me. It tends to be a bit abused. I love LifeProof. Very nice case. Now, that being said, I ordered two for my iPhone 6 as soon as they were available. Both had the mute switch work unsatisfactorily. Just as was described on your show, given the delay, I would assume so they could get it right, and also the higher price of the case they offer. I expected much better. I contacted them immediately about the problem. They are sending replacements. I am hoping they are improved. If not, I will contact them again until they get it right. These are not cheap cases. There is no reason for the design for this design floor. Call them out on it. Hopefully, they will correct the problem. The mute switch is a valuable feature of the iPhone. If it cannot easily be used correctly, then the case is flawed. Please help them make a better product. Anyone who has one... ...of these cases and has had this issue, please let them know. I just wanted to update you. And This was an email that I got a couple days later. I just received my free replacement LifeProof iPhone 6 uh, free case. While it could still be improved a little more, the mute switch has improved a great deal. Where before I would have considered it unusable, on the replacements it is quite usable. A little stiff to activate the mute, but nothing compared to the earlier version... I highly encourage anyone with the switch problem to contact them to allow them to correct it as they have for me. Regards, Kirk. Well, thanks, Kirk, for the feedback. Hi, Rob. Given that new iPhones seem to come out in September, by when in the cycle would you advise a person to wait for the next model rather than getting the current one? Unless their current one, iPhone fails, of course. Thanks for your opinion. Regards, Arnold in Raleigh, North Carolina. Typically, I would say in the May, June time frame and on, You if you desire a new iPhone, then uh, I would say wait until September if you can. If you need a new iPhone, then get it when you need it. But if you just want or desire a new iPhone, but can live with the one you have now, and now is any time from May, June or later, I say wait until September for the new one. But for example, today in December, I would definitely not say to wait and to get the new iPhone 6 Plus or 6 if you want or desire it.
1: Hey, Rob, this is Dave from New Jersey calling. Your last email, uh, last voicemail on your last episode where the gentleman is looking for stuff for his Instagram. I don't deal with Instagram at all, but I do have a program that I use that does take your favorite your pictures and compile them into a collage and create a video for them, I think. That's what I used. I'm pretty sure. But anyway, have him check out Photo Tangler. That's one I use for putting my pictures together. Um, I'm not sure if it makes a slideshow or not, but it's it's something to put them all together with and make a collage or whatever you want to create with them. Love the show as usual. Just thought I'd try to help with that. It's not a big help, but it's a start. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hey, Rob. Dave from New Jersey again. The other program I meant to mention was Replay, R-E-P-L-A-Y. What that does is takes a bunch of photos that you choose, puts them together in a slideshow like the gentleman is trying to do, and then compiles it, notifies you when it's been compiled, and sends it back to you. But he has to pick his own favorite photos to do that. Anyway, thanks again. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
0: Dave, thanks for that feedback. Back to the email bag. Hello, Rob. Just wanted to share that I back the Soen Transit XS Bluetooth speaker and received it the other day. What a fantastic speaker. I also back the PopScope and looks like that should be finding its way to me very shortly. I know you got one uh, of the prototypes, so it will be interesting to see how the final product is when it arrives. I also back the one adapter project, one ATR, one adder project that you mentioned on your podcast. I need to stop listening to your show or I'll be broke in a short period of time. Keep up the good work, Rob. The TII podcast is still one of my absolute favorites. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. Regards, Scott. And speaking of Kickstarter projects, this time for Kickstarter project, there is the Chrono Case for the iPhone 6. Chrono Case is spelled Q-R-O-N-O-C-A-S-E, of course. This one has a goal of 50K and has until December 31st at 8.28 a.m. Central Time to get there which does not look likely as they just raised 2K so far. So just 4% of the way there and less than a dozen days to go. What the ChronoCast is is actually a neat idea. It's a case where the back of it you can slap on a battery pack so or connect in a battery pack, a 3,000 milliamp battery pack. When you don't have the battery pack in its place, you can put in a strap on the back to make it easier to hold. The battery pack is charged wirelessly, so when attached or on its own, you can just lay it the battery pack on the charger. Why I think this is failing is a couple of reasons. One, their Kickstarter page is one of the most confusing ones I have ever seen per figuring out what you are ordering. There are a dozen options. You can't easily tell when you're getting a case and the battery pack Or you're getting multiple battery packs or some other thing and straps, and oh boy, they made it complicated. Additionally, the battery pack does not simply snap in place. You have to pull open the back of the case, fit in the battery, and then close it again. It looked awkward. They would have been much better off with a snap-in-place design, something that's quick and easy to snap in and quick and easy to snap out. Basic idea of removable, wirelessly charged battery pack sounds good, but they just missed the mark a bit. And their offerings are a bloody nightmare, to put it nicely. But if this is something you are interested in, look for Chronocast, Q-R-O-N-O-C-A-S-E, sorry, Q-R-O-N-O-C-A-S-E at kickstarter.com or in the links in the show notes for episode 332 over at ios.com. T-Mobile put out a press release about Wideband LTE in the Big Apple, and that press release stated that Wideband LTE is now live throughout the greater New York City metro area, with T-Mobile customers in New York City reporting 100 megabits per second download speeds, or at least some of them reporting that. I might be going into New York City when visiting my parents for Christmas, and I will try to test my speed while there. Should be interesting to see what I get for a speed test. Now, this is not the first metro area to get Wideband LTE. It is already in 27 major markets and 120 metros overall. If you have T-Mobile and want to know if Wideband LTE is near you, well, you could do a speed test, or you could look for the link in the show notes titled T-Mobile's Wideband LTE Network Goes Live in New York City. At the bottom of the article is a list of the 120 metro areas that have Wideband LTE. And no, I have no plans of reading them all on the show. But I can say, sadly, Overland Park and Kansas City are not on the list. St. Joe's Mo, Yes. KC Mo, No. If you have Wideband LTE for T-Mobile in your area, please do a speed test and email me the results. Today in iOS at gmail.com. Thanks. T-Mobile also announced their Data Stash offering. In a nutshell... If you have one of their limited LTE data plans from T-Mobile, then at the end of the month, starting in January, your unused data rolls over to the next month, starting with their 3 gig plan. So, for example, my wife is on the 3 gig plan. If she used 1 gig in January, then come February, she will have 5 gigs available, and she will keep rolling over data to a max rollover of 10 gig, if I read it correct. Mind you... There is a 1-gig, 3-gig, 5-gig, and unlimited plan available from T-Mobile. The 1-gig plan does not qualify for the stash or data stash offering. And, uh, well, obviously, the unlimited plan does not need a rollover. So this is just for those with the 3-gig and 5-gig plans, which, again, for my wife is nice. I have unlimited for me, but for her, I did not see her needing more than 3-gig per month. And I was right. Most months, she is just around 1-gig or a little over. So this is nice for her plan. Hey, Rob, it's Levi, Riverside, California. Just wondering how to set up, I think, exchange mail. I want to try and set up my company email to get it on my phone, but I can't figure it out and I can't find out find someone at the company that knows how to do it. So if I can get some advice, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye. I'm going to throw that one out there to the IT folks in the audience. If someone has some advice for Levi about how to get exchange mail set up on their iPhone, please let us know. 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. I want to talk about a new podcast I just launched. It's called KC Startup 411. And it is a podcast about the Kansas City startup scene specifically and startups in general. I am interviewing startups, asking them for tips and advice, which is relevant regardless of where you live. And then after the interview, I talk a little bit about the KC-specific startup news. First episode is an interview I did back in 2007 with Danny O'Neill, the founder of The Roastery. Actually, the interview was March 2nd, 2007. And the reason for the delay in getting it up and the show launched is, well, this other podcast I started at the same time called Today on iPhone. I mention this not just because it's my new show, but because all new episodes I am recording and producing uh, are on my iPhone, using the BossJock app, plus some other apps. This is a vehicle to show you how easy it is to put together a podcast on an iPhone. Obviously, the first interview was not done on an iPhone, but the second one was, and new ones will be as well. I'll be recording the interviews live at 8.15 a.m. Wednesday mornings before One Million Cups starts at 9 a.m., then finish the production and upload to my Lipson account and have it all live on my feed prior to 10 a.m. when One Million Cups is over and people, including myself, are headed home. That is the power of the iPhone. Kind of a funny cycle. It was the iPhone that delayed the podcast, and finally now it's the iPhone since it's so powerful now, is making it possible to do the podcast. Even if you don't think you are interested in a startup podcast, it would be really helpful and really help me out um, to get this show launched the right way. If you could go ahead and subscribe to the show in iTunes or the podcast app, search for Casey Startup in iTunes or the podcast app, and then click subscribe. It does not take many subscribers to get a show into the top 100 of iTunes, and I'll report back how high up the show makes it and how many subscribers it took on a future episode. Thanks for your help. By the way, if you are in the KC area and have a startup or app or Kickstarter project, email me to set up a time to be interviewed. Back to email bag. Hi, Rob. Just wanted to let you know that I bought a Square Trade warranty for my new iPad Mini. I went with last year's model, but am very happy with the upgrade in both processor, LTE, jump up from Wi-Fi only, and storage. Anyway, even though Square Trade wasn't sponsoring your show this time, I went to the URL slash TII2 that I had remembered and got the discount anyway. So it still works. Maybe you should let people know for Christmas and SquareTrade will keep it running and not take down the promotion. Regards, Chelsea. Well, Chelsea, thanks for that. And yeah, you can use slash TII for an iPhone reduction, but I don't think it works for the iPhone 6 or 6 Plus, but the iPhone 5S it should work for. And slash TII 2 will save you on an iPad, and should be for any iPad warranty. Hi, Rob. I am based out of Bangalore, India, On my iPhone settings cellular, I have only enable LTE or disable, but I want to disable 3G slash LTE. I'm not seeing any choice for the same. I tried searching various forums and contacting AppleCare. To my knowledge, this was one of the patches on iOS 8. Uh, Various forums say it is related to my service provider. Some say iPhone 6 does not offer the features, My service provider says it's iPhone settings and nothing to do with the service provider. AppleCare seems to claim not offering the feature and telling you to use 3G, which makes it almost unusable. Problem faced across India is 3G service is not good and lots of dropped calls. After trying various sources, I wanted to see what your suggestion was on how to switch to 2G based on my choice. I want to use 3G sometimes only. So I can't disable 3G permanently. Please help. Regards, Bali. And I looked, and I could not figure out how to turn off 3G and LTE so that you are on the old Edge 2G type connection. I think it might not be possible. I think what you've heard is a reason why you're not finding out this because I don't think it is possible. But if someone does know how to make this happen and make it work, please give us a call. 206 Moon 6364 206 moondog or should email to today at iOS at gmail.com. A quick heads up on apps mentioned in past episodes, GoPix, G-O-P-I-X, and FOTAR HDR. That's F-O-T-O-R-Space H D R are both free right now and until Christmas or until I think actually Till New Year's, it's for a limited time. In any case, check both right now if interested. And if free, get them now. And then, yes, I got a confirmation. It it looks like it is New Year's. So yes, check before New Year's. Go picks and photo, photar HDR F O T O R space HDR.
7: Hi Rob, this is Robert in San Diego, and I'm calling in reaction or. In response to one of the listeners that had a question about wanting to be able to have, basically it's like a macro program that will enable him to change settings on his iPhone depending on where he is without having to do a jailbreak or something. I wanted to point out an application that I'm not sure will solve his problem, but it should be helpful for anybody that wants to automate similar functionality. It may work even in this. I haven't downloaded it to test it, but it's called Workflow. Uh, It's from a company called Desk Connect, and it's $3 in the App Store, and it does not require a jailbreak, and basically... It has the ability to combine functions together, of things you do, and basically it's like a macro program. I'm hoping that this solves the listener's issue. If nothing else, it's definitely an innovative app that I believe many listeners would be interested in looking into, including you, Rob. So I put it out there. Let me know what you think. Thanks a lot. Hi Rob,
6: good morning. This is Fayaz from Long Island, New York. I just uh, heard your uh, last episode and somebody was asking about a jailbroken app to change the settings on a phone based on nodes. There's a jailbroken app that I use, it's by the name SB Profile. I'm going to spell that S as in Sam, B as in boy. Profiles, PROFILES just one word, SD Profiles. <clears throat> it's a, a paid app. I'm not sure about the price right now, but it lets you set up different uh, settings. It can uh, activate those settings automatically based on time of the day. It can also set them up um, by events as to... Connecting to a Bluetooth, like in your car, and disconnecting, uh, connecting to your uh, Wi-Fi network and disconnecting. So basically, instead of you having to change the setting or choose a profile, it automatically changes the profile for you, and you get whatever you want, like turning the data off, or turning the, you know, uh, volumes up, brightness down. It's a pretty good app. SB Profiles. In the, on the City App Store. Thank you, Rob. Keep up the good work. Bye.
0: There was a really bad hit piece produced by Panorama for the BBC or the show Panorama on the BBC News. Apple said they are deeply offended by this investigation and with good cause. I watched it. And they basically are singling out Apple and just making crap up. They multiple times show people sleeping at their benches. Yes, that is very, very common in China. But they don't say that. They say, oh, look how exhausted these people are. They're passed out at their bench. But it's not just people at their bench taking naps. It's also people in the offices as well. I used to visit China a lot 10 plus years ago. And part of their culture is around noon each day for an hour. Pretty much everyone takes a nap. This is strange to Westerners. But I was told it's very common. I saw it multiple times at Huawei, ZTE, UT Starcom, Hanhai, and other places I visited in China. And again, it was pretty much everyone, from engineers to accountants to line workers, they all just take a nap. So what the BBC News report did in their reporting was not just hit piece journalism. It was flat out lying, all for the sake of getting publicity. If I was Apple, I would be more than deeply offended I'd be outright pissed off and demand an apology from the BBC news. This really was horrible journalism with journalism in quotes and clearly this was not incompetence it was malice. As Apple said in a letter to its employees about said program there were facts and perspectives they provided to Panorama when they were creating the article the this news report that were clearly missing from their program, i.e. Panorama chose what to report on, or in many cases, misreport on, and what not to report on. Sorry, just pissed when I see crap like this. Apple has done more to help workers in third world than any other company in the world, ever. Period. As Apple said, are things perfect? No. But they are a lot better now than they were a few years ago, and they keep getting better, thanks in huge part because of Apple. For example, salaries in China for those working on Apple products have doubled in recent years, as well uh, as the working conditions are better now for those in the Apple ecosystem, so to speak, versus those not working on Apple product. Okay, soapbox I do now step down from.
8: Hello, Rob. Hey, it's Shannon in Fountain Hills. I just wanted to give a quick review on our Harry's razors. I uh, I ordered immediately upon hearing your first advertisement on on your podcast a while back. I wasn't happy with uh, another brand I was using. I wasn't using StoreBot, but I was using another uh, an, another brand and, and wasn't too happy with them. So I ordered Harry's. Thought I'd give him a try. And immediately upon the package coming in the mail, my wife said, hey, what about me? And what about our shaving age daughter? So I said, okay, I said, let's give it a shot. So uh, obviously the price was uh, very affordable. So I immediately ordered two more kits. And I'm so happy to say that uh, we haven't looked back. We are a Harry's family. Certainly not a Harry family. Uh, I love Harry's. Uh, It's the best razors, honestly, that we've ever used. Uh, We all three love them uh, more than any razor we've ever used. Easily getting uh, two months plus out of each uh, refill. Uh, um, Easily. Uh, Matter of fact, my wife and my daughter are probably going closer to three months plus. But anyway, just wanted to let you know that uh, uh, we're dedicated Harry's customers, and thank you for the promotion, and thank you, Harry's, for making such a great product. That's all, Rob. Take care.
0: Shannon, glad to hear that, and thank you for the feedback. And folks, you can go to harrys.com and use the promo code TII, and you'll save $5 off your first order from harrys.com. Back to the email bag. Hi, Rob. The app, Darren Streblo.com comedy show was just released and I'd highly recommend it to the TI community. I just wrote my very first app review since owning an iPhone since the third gen. Listen to your show since well before episode 100. My review. I've listened to the show since its inception, but am grateful for this exceptional vehicle for easy consumption of its clean, hilarious comedy suitable for my entire family. The app's navigation is intuitive and has a clean look. Also, probably the biggest improvement over any other way I've listened in the past, the app's predecessor is nearly instant playback upon selecting an episode, so no delay in preparing the stream or download content. Finally, as someone who spent a lot of time listening to podcasts in the car, I appreciate the lock screen controls that work flawlessly. Well done execution of this app, which is a perfect pair to the top-notch content they produce each week, unquote. If I'm not mistaken, this may well be a Lipson-produced app, so hope you have time in the future episode to plug this truly outstanding, clean comedy podcast app. As always, thanks for the great show each and every week. Regards, Kevin J. Well, Kevin, if you liked his app, then you'll love the TII app because it's the same base app. So, yes, Kevin, that that is one of the Lipson apps. And, uh, again, you can get the same user interface with the free TII app, um, which I hope you do go and download. And we also just updated that app for Mark Marin's the WTF app, and Aisha Tyler's app, and Adam Carolla's app, and Ben Greenfield's app, and quite a few others are now updated to this new version.
4: Hey, Rob. This is Scott in Austin, Texas. I love your podcast. I've learned a lot from it. Thank you very much. I upgraded from a 4S to the iPhone 6, and it has been awesome. I've had, firstly, none of the problems that you've discussed in your show. Uh, however, One of the things I really miss is the location-based reminders, so that when I got to my local grocery store, it would tell me what I I can remind myself to pick up milk or whatever. Uh, That seems to be gone on the new iOS. Also, uh, I enjoyed the story of the guy who uh, lost his or left his phone at Staples and found the thief who had taken it. And... I uh, rarely leave my phone behind. However, I often misplace it somewhere inside my house and have a difficult time finding it. And there's an app called Lookout, and that app, regardless of the sound settings on your phone, will emit a continuously uh, increasing in loudness siren uh, so you can find it. And also, uh, if you have completely lost it, it will do a last-minute location uh, before the battery dies, which could be really helpful. I have found that with Find My iPhone, if I don't have another iOS device, I can't use it. But with Lookout, I can use it from a PC. Any PC, I can go to the uh, website and find my own that way, find my phone that way. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for your podcast. I listen to it every time it comes out, and it has been very helpful. Thanks a lot.
0: Scott, thanks for the feedback and the kind words. Siri-based reminders that are location-based, I should say, created by Siri, are still available in iOS 8. Just basically press and hold the Home button on your iPhone to launch Siri. Say something like, remind me to tell my wife how wonderful she is when I get home, or something like that. And then, when you get home, you'll get a reminder. The key is anytime you want to use a location-based reminder, you need to have the location you want to be reminded at in your contact information. So if you wanted to be reminded when you get the Krispy Kreme donuts, you need to have the Krispy Kreme donuts set in there. You say like, remind me to get two dozen jellies when I get the Krispy Kreme. Well, you have to have Krispy Kreme in your contact list. Another one is remind me to go to the post office when I leave the house. Just something like that. Location-based reminders are definitely still there in iOS 8. You just need to use Siri to go ahead and create them.
4: Hey Rob, this is Scott again in Austin, Texas. Uh, one, the most annoying thing that I find with my uh, iOS, uh, with my iPhone 6, is when I have the apps with cellular service turned off which I do, of course, to save uh, on data. The, the iOS operating system insists on reminding me every time I open that app, that cellular connection is turned off. If there's any way that I can get rid of that reminder, it would be great because I it comes up every time I open certain apps. Uh, thank you very much for your podcast. I really enjoy it. Bye.
0: Scott, thanks for the voicemail message. And I'm not really sure if there is a way to turn that off where when you have cellular data turned off and it needs it where it reminds you that here's how you need to go to settings and you have to click OK or settings. But if someone does know a way to turn that off, but I really don't think there is, but if someone does know a way, give us a call 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Thanks again to Harry's for sponsoring this episode. And please go to harrys.com now and save $5 off when you enter the code TII with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com and enter the coupon code TII at checkout to save $5 and start shaving better today. Or, well, at least as soon as your new kit arrives. Right there on your doorstep in your house. No need to go out and do anything. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364, that's 206 Moondog, or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else. An app, a product, review, good or bad, as long as it is iOS related, it is welcomed. I am always looking for new artwork to feature that you've created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we are always looking for more music created on an iOS device to play on the show. This is your show, and your feedback is greatly desired. And don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com community. And finally, there is a new and updated TI app, that is now free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes app store. It is the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. Please go right now and download the TI app. Yes, you. Right now. No, not in a few minutes. Right now as you listen to the outro music. And after the outro music, a couple of voicemail messages as well. This will be the last TII for 2014. Next episode will be sometime the first full week of January. For 2014, we put out 40 episodes with over 50 hours of content. That was the highest amount of hours produced in a single year so far for the show. Not the most episodes in a single year, but it was the most hours or minutes in a single year. And it was a fun year with great products and features announced and not announced, uh, i.e., can you say Sapphire? And I really look forward to talking with you guys in the new year as 2015 should be fun and interesting with the launch of the Apple Watch and hopefully a new Apple TV and some other surprises I'm sure Apple has in store for us. Please have a great holiday season and a happy and safe new year. And don't forget to check out my new podcast in iTunes. Go and search for KC Startup. That is KC space Startup and please subscribe to the show. It would be a nice Christmas present to me if you would do that, because it'll help move it up in the rankings. And that, folks, is going to do it for us for 2014. Until the next time and next year, I'm your host, Rob, from Today in iOS, reminding you to phone different.
3: Hi Rob, so I just wanted to contact you because I wanted to let you know about a quick tip that I have taken from a site and I actually figured this out as well for iOS users using third-party keyboards. Well, one of the things that you have to note about third-party keyboards is that they don't work that well on iOS 8. Um, they crash a lot and they take a while to load. And if you're having a problem with crashing third-party keyboards with the extension crashing. Well, I have a solution for you and it's super quick and super simple. All you have to do is make the keyboard your default keyboard. Not the default keyboard by selecting it but the default keyboard in the Settings app. So what you want to do is you want to head over to Settings, General, Keyboard, Keyboards and in that Keyboards pane you want to go ahead and click the Edit button. Now I personally love SwiftKey and it's one of my favorite keyboards to use because I swipe, I like to swipe and it's much faster for me to type this way. Now I can make this by my third party keyboard default keyboard by dragging it up to the top of the list and making it the default keyboard. This makes it less prone to crashes and it will be much better. Um, so for example I have the English keyboard at the top I can drag the Swift Key keyboard above that so like that the English keyboard is not the default keyboard I can also do another option by dragging the English keyboard to the bottom of the list just in case if that doesn't work now um, I have seen a blog write about this and suggest this as well so if you are an I download blog reader you should have already seen it but um, Hopefully this is a great tip for those users who use third-party keyboards and hopefully um, crashes are less prone on devices. I have tested this myself and it works fairly well. There are times where the keyboard does crash, but that's actually very, very, very rare. And if you are a 1Password user and you don't allow third-party keyboards the keyboard will forcibly crash, the third-party keyboard will forcibly crash and will become the default keyboard that you have on your device. The other keyboard that you have on your device, so the English keyboard that you have on your device, will uh, become the keyboard that you see. Now, I I, I would think this is a crash, but this is actually kind of an override uh, because it kind of changes the keyboard since... One password doesn't allow third party keyboards unless you enable it in the advanced settings, which I highly recommend not to. But hopefully, this is a great tip for those who use third party keyboards on iOS 8, and hopefully, this helps.